Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and today's podcast I I wanted to chat to you about, I was just reminded of uh, a podcast I did a while back actually, it was actually two years ago, on the 10th of January 2014, I just found it so I could record this one and I used to, and I actually called this podcast Trading to Win or Trading to Not Lose and I was reminded of this because just recently we've done a few, couple of workshops, some seminars here in Melbourne and um, at a training facility here and we did a, a full day one for people on the trading who are, sorry, on the trading mentor membership or those wanting to go to all the lessons in one day. Some people come to us and they go, I just want a short course or a getting started or a course on how to trade and you know, can I do it all in one day? And everybody's trying to get it happening very, very quickly. Now, that's not how you become a great trader, trying to do everything in one day. And that's what I call the trading to win or trading to not lose. Most people do make their decisions in the vein of trading to not lose and I talked about this in a art of trading that I did I do one art of trading workshop a year for our our accredited education students and graduates and I did this about 2012-2013 and I said to them are you trading to win or not lose and what I meant by that is often people's decisions are about not losing um, for example if I do a, a say okay you can come to this free seminar we get a lot of people wanting to come to a free seminar but then you say to them, okay it's 45 dollars and add if 100 people come to a free seminar only 10 would pay 45 dollars to come to the same seminar and yet those that pay the 45 dollars are going to be the successful traders or the ones that are going to value out of it people think that just coming to you know they come to a free seminar because then they don't believe they've got anything to lose but the point is you are losing by not paying for your education in terms of you get the best education if you pay for it because you will pay for your education one way or another but it was just a really interesting thing that came up today and I know with our art of trading I mentioned the first people of the book are all the full-time traders and the most profitable traders and they come back every year but the people that aren't making as much money are the ones that don't book every year the ones that are struggling a little bit more are the ones that don't book every year. Um, there's, it's a, one of those things, it's it's human nature, I suppose, from that point of view. With um, You should be making decisions about where you want to be, not where you currently are. So if you're not trading really, really well, then you need to make a decision about exactly what you want to do. And if you want to be a good trader or your desire is to be a good trader, then make the decisions a good trader would make. And good traders make sure that they pay for their education, that they are around very good traders like us in here to learn from us and to really take on our experience and knowledge. Um, I didn't really want to make this podcast about that, but I just was something that was top of mind that I, it came right up just just briefly just before I walked in here. I just wanted to, today I wanted to go through how to protect your capital in a down market. Uh, because it has been coming up more recently with our market being down now for about 10 months. Now, we have a bit of um, strength in the last week or so, but you're seeing a lot of negativity in the newspapers, people saying about you know recessions and all sorts of other things. And 
I'm going to read to you from an article I've put together for, I think it was, from memory, it was the Sydney, the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, or it was somebody else, I can't remember, I wrote a couple of, a few articles in the last few weeks, including the ASX and a, a few others that you'll see coming out, but this one was called How to Protect Your, protect your Capital in a Down Market, and so I'll read from, I'll actually read you the article because it was, uh, it really does help with what I was talking about in terms of um, are you trading to win or not lose? Now let's face it, anyone can make money in a bull market. But the real challenge begins when things turn bearish, as we've seen in the last year since our peak in April last year. And the fact is, or the simple fact is, that no one actually rings a bell to tell you when the market's peaked. Nor do they ring it at the bottom. And you have to decide for yourself, as this requires real knowledge. There's a quote here I want to do, uh, or quote you from Stephen Hawking, most people know who Stephen Hawking is, especially after that brilliant Russell Crowe movie about Stephen Hawking. I think it was Russell Crowe, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Russell Crowe. That was another great movie. I've forgotten the actor's name now. Anyway, Stephen Hawking said, the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. It's the illusion of knowledge. And I find that is really the case with a lot of traders. I'll say it again. The greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance, it's the illusion of knowledge. And I find when it comes to the share market that a lot of people have this illusion that they have knowledge about the share market or they have the illusion that they actually know how to trade. And yet 90% of people that tell me they're traders, when I start asking questions, it's an illusion that they are traders. Either their knowledge level isn't where it needs to be, their knowledge level isn't substantial in most cases and that's why we find that 90% of traders don't make money or uh, they lose and 80% actually lose. So to go on with the mar uh, all the article and this is what I was talking about in terms of are you trading to win or trading to not lose. If you're trading to not lose then you have an illusion that you do have the knowledge and you're good enough to be able to trade. Now it's interesting to me that many people think they do have the knowledge to be good investors or traders yet so few do. Therefore, as Mr. Hawking so eloquently says, they are living in illusion. Now, sadly, this is the illusion held by the majority and not the minority. And it stands to reason if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably part of the majority. No offense. As the, as the majority overestimate the level of knowledge when it comes to understanding the share market and investing or trading. And it's no surprise that investors do struggle with maintaining a consistently profitable portfolio. And the reality is that anyone can have a profitable portfolio that performs well, providing that they are willing to learn how to do it. Now the first step in learning how not to drown. At Christmas I was, I was in Bali with some friends and one person that was where they didn't know how to swim. Now, they couldn't even float. Now, being a former lifesaver, I was a lifesaver um, way back in my youth at the Janjuk Surf Life Saving Club between Bells Beach and Torquay. Now, being a former lifesaver, and I actually taught some kids, taught kids to swim when I was also young as well. Um, and I offered to teach this person how to stay afloat. Now, the person that I was teaching to swim they expected me to teach them all the different strokes, you know, the breaststroke, everything else, and get in and start teaching them how to put one arm over the other, and etc., etc. And I, but I said to them in the first lesson that I've got to teach you is how not to drown. And he kept asking, he's asking me why, and I said quite simply, if you're in the water and you're up to the up to your neck in the water, 
and in a panic, you can't breathe. So you won't be thinking logically, nor will you listen to my logic. Now, when I'm, I was a lifesaver, they were teaching us that if you swam up to somebody who was drowning, don't swim right up to them because they're going to be grabbing you, they're going to be trying to grab hold of anything they possibly can and they'll take you down. The first thing is to give them the life buoy so that they can steady themselves and know they're not going to sink. Once you've got them to that point where they know they're not going to drown, then you can help them. And it's the same with trading. Quite simply, if you're in the water up to your neck and you panic and you can't breathe, you won't be thinking logically, as I said. So after the first lesson with this person, they become really calm in the water, no matter what the depth or situation that I put them in, and I put them in some deep situations. However, it was only once they actually knew that they, didn't, they wouldn't drown, that they will start to learn to swim. And it didn't take that long. Now, the same is true for the share market. Once you learn how to protect your capital in a down market, you're learning not to how not to drown. And at this point, your money is much safer, and this allows you to enjoy much more freedom and peace of mind. Because no matter what occurs, you know you can handle it. First and foremost, successful investing and trading is not about how much money you make. It is how much you don't lose. And this is especially so in a bear market. Now, I find the majority of people are influenced by market myths, not in market fact. And so they drown in the, when the water gets a little rough. Yet when confronted with a fact, instead of embracing and adjusting how they manage their portfolio, they stay fixed in old ways and follow the herd. It's the fear of losing or making the wrong decision or um, I said earlier, trading to not lose that causes so many people to lose. So again, it's quite simply, it is the fear of losing and making the wrong decision or operating out of a fear in a bear market that results in no decisions being made or emotional ones that often result in portfolio returns falling by 20% or more. Now learning how not to drown in these conditions would save investors thousands and also reduce their stress. The number of fact is the Australian share market falls every year by around 8 to 12% over a few months. And every four to five years, the falls around 20% or greater over approximately 10 to 14 months. And every 20 years, the fall is even greater again. So if you, you run a portfolio of shares, you need to accept this fact. And in doing nothing means your portfolio will fall every year and with some falls being much bigger than others. And if you can accept that it does fall, and that bearish markets are simply just a part of the normal market cycles, then you'll have average returns and no stress. But if having shares fall into a loss after you buy them or seeing them or seeing your whole portfolio fall in the value, or sorry, I didn't say that correctly, or seeing your whole portfolio fall in value in a bearish market, if that stresses you out, then you've got two choices. One is don't get into shares. And number two is actually learn how to properly manage your portfolio so you actually don't drown. Now, I constantly talk to people who've chosen to go down the path of setting up their self-managed super fund. Now, quite often the reasoning I get for setting it up is, well, at least I can't do any worse than the professionals. Or, I just really want to control my, my own money now. Remember what Stephen Hawking said. That's all fine when you actually know what you're doing. However, you don't know how to swim then jumping off a cliff into the water really isn't that smart. Now, there are two simple techniques anyone can use straight away to protect themselves in a bear market, and they are using stop losses or using, and or using correct position sizing for your portfolio. For those who've read my book, you'll know the stop loss I use and teach is 15% below your buy price, meaning if the share falls by more than 15%, you sell. 
Now, correct position sizing requires, or what I teach in my book again, is never place, or only ever place between 8 and 12% of your total capital in your portfolio into any one share. Now, using these rules will ensure you only risk around 2% of your capital in any company, which means you'll stay afloat, because you've got to get it wrong a hell of a lot of times to lose all your money. Um, an example of why you need a stop loss is really probably a high profile one is Telstra, which in 11 years between 1999 and 2010 fell 72%. Um, and at the same time, BHP rose over 800%, CSL and Cochlear over 700%. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be the one going up than the one going down. Now, there were many more shares, um, with all the, there were many more shares rising while Telstra was falling. And therefore, simply using a stop loss to exit Telstra would have enabled investors and traders to be something going up. Sadly, most investors believe in this, and so hold on to losing shares, because the old mantra they tell me is, after all, it will come back to where it was. Interestingly, Telstra is still nowhere near where it was back in um, when it uh, fell from 1999. Now, I wonder what investors think about Babcock and Brown and ABC senders and all the others that got wiped off the ASX during the GFC. So what about those missed now? And again, I'd like to pose the question, are you trading to win or are you trading to not lose? Or are you making your investment decisions so that you win or are you making decisions so you won't lose? Are you just going to freebie things or trying to do things on the web, hoping and praying that you'll get some education and some understanding of how to manage your portfolio? Or are you getting serious about doing it the right way? That's your choice. Hope you've enjoyed my podcast today. Sorry about that tapping. Somebody's doing some work around here and that's into my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed my podcast. I look forward to chatting with you soon. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.